Last week, we finished the book of what? Obadiah. We finished the book of Obadiah. So the next one in the sequence of the Old Testament is Jonah. We're not doing that tonight. Because uh, to be honest, I want to camp out in Jonah for a while, and I don't want to just breeze through Jonah in, in a night, and especially in the limited time we have. So we're going to talk about something that's a little bit more appropriate to the season, and that's gratitude and thankfulness. And we've done, I've talked to you about this before, probably about a year ago, so if you were sleeping, this will seem brand new to you. If you weren't sleeping, it may sound a little familiar. Tell me what you're thankful for. Health. Health. Family. Church. Somebody else. Friends. Salvation. God's Word. Pardon? Grace. For taking you through the storms. Thank you. Someone else? Freedom. Do you notice that everything that you're thankful for are big things? Right? For instance, no one said, I'm thankful for indoor bathrooms. <laughs> you laugh, but I grew up without an indoor bathroom. We didn't have an indoor bathroom in my house growing up until I was a freshman in college. And I lived in Illinois, so you're thankful for indoor bathrooms, right? Everything we think of typically are those big things. There is a guy by the name of Neil Parikcha. Let me see if I can make this work. Turn it on, then it'll work. Neil was going through a very tough time around 2008 and 2009. His marriage was falling apart and wound up losing his marriage. His best friend committed suicide. It was just, and of course, everybody's business was in the tank at that time. And he was not doing well. And he decided he had to figure out some way that would get him to start looking at the positive. So he formed this little bitty website called AThousandAwesomeThings.com which wound up growing into a book on the New York bestseller list, New York Times bestseller list, called The Book of Awesome. And he decided that every day he was going to spot things he was thankful for. And he came up with a really long list, things that are not the big things like you and I typically think of. They're smaller things, like when kids give you their artwork. Isn't that the best? When kids give you their artwork. When you bite a big piece of pizza or cake and you get most of the toppings when you do it, right? It's like the best, you know, cake with, where you get most of the icing off of it or pizza where you get all the toppings off of it, something like that. The fact that airplanes exist, you know, that we can jump on an airplane and get to pretty much wherever we want to go pretty quickly. That's something to be thankful for. Uh, how about the little pleasures like eating while you're cooking? Yeah, you're giggling. Some of you do that. Some of that. When you hit something with your car and you get out and find there's no damage. Yes. That's something to be thankful for, right? Finally making it past whatever was causing the traffic to slow down. I'm with that here in Augusta. 
you know, there's two ways to get to my house, down Fury's Ferry, down Washington Road, and they're all bumper to bumper all the way. Uh, so that's a good thing. I love this one. When you think you're out of clean underwear, but you find one more pair. Yes. Yes. Something to be grateful for. Kids who dress themselves. When they finally get to the age where they can dress themselves, that's something to be thankful for. Correctly guessing whether the door is push or pull. Don't you hate it when it's a pull door and you walk up and go boom? You know? Being able to guess that ahead of time, that's something to be thankful for. Ripping off a square of plastic wrap and it doesn't stick to everything and you have to unfold it. Yeah, that's the worst, isn't it? Uh, how about this? <laughs> when your plugged up nostril suddenly opens up without warning. Yes. Yes. There's lots of things when the policeman finally passes you after following you for forever. It's a good one, right? Picking the fastest line at the grocery store or the bank, which hardly ever happens to me. The moment you wake up from a nightmare and realize it was just a dream. You know? When somebody holds the elevator door for you, it's something to be thankful for. Waking up before your alarm clock goes off and realizing you have a whole lot more time to sleep. Doesn't get much better than that. This is something that's never happened to me. When the dentist says you have no cavities. Never happened to me. When you push the button on the elevator and it's already there. Yes. Perfect parallel parking on the first try. Or... Finding money that you lost and didn't know you'd lost it. You know? We have lots to be grateful for. Lots to be thankful for. The big things, like you mentioned, but the little things. You know, if you've ever needed a pacemaker, you'd be thankful for pacemakers, right? You know? Lots of things we have to be thankful for. Uh, but there's this weird thing that happens with us, very weird thing. It's kind of a paradox, and the paradox is this. The more we have, the less we're grateful for. I don't know why that is other than we just start taking things for granted. The more you have, the less you're grateful for. Um, we think a lot of times that our first knee-jerk reaction is we don't have as much as we need or as much as we want. But you have so much. So much you have. I mean, you don't have to get up and walk across the room to change the channel on the TV. Right? I had to do that when I was growing up. Now I just go click if, if I get the remote. But little things. But we get these little things and so we have this remote and now we want a bigger TV. You know, we get a bigger TV, and now we need speakers to go with it. And we're just, the more we have, the less we seem to satis be satisfied with. And Eric Hoffer said this, The hardest arithmetic to master is that which enables us to count our blessings. That is hard for us to do. I don't know why we're the richest people in the world. And it's just hard for us to do. Uh, so what is gratitude? What is thankfulness? Here's what Merriam-Webster tells us. It's being appreciative of benefits received, expressive of thanks. That's what Merriam-Webster tells us. Here's what the Bible says about 
thanksgiving and gratitude. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances. Now, please note that it did not say because of all circumstances. It's really important that you see that. You don't say, wow, somebody told my car, praise God, you know, unless you wanted to get rid of your car and get a new one, maybe. Uh, it's not give thanks because of all things. It's give thanks in all things or in all circumstances, uh, which means that we are to give thanks independent of people, independent of circumstances, independent of anything else. Here's what we're told in Ephesians 5.20. Give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're commanded to do that. We're supposed to be a grateful people. We're supposed to be a thankful people. I'm afraid we have lost that as believers. And I'm afraid that that's one of the reasons the world is not coming to our door saying, what do you have? Because they don't see us being thankful. They don't see us being grateful. In so many ways, our attitudes look just like theirs. And so we've got to reclaim this. We should be the most grateful people in the world. It should, it should beam from us. We, people should see that. Listen to this. Mac, Mark, excuse me, Mike Aquilina said this. Part of growing up spiritually is learning to be grateful for all things, even our difficulties, disappointments, failures, and humiliations. You say, well, that sounds good, but it's a lot harder to do in real life. Then look at this quote from Helen Keller. I thank God for my handicaps, for through them I have found myself, my work, and my God. That's real life from Helen Keller. If she can do that, you and I have no excuse for not being grateful and for being thankful. And you know what I found as I get older? As I get older... I get crabbier. No, you guys, it probably doesn't happen to y'all, but for me, I get crabbier and I get more complaining and I, I complain about more stuff. Uh, I lose my gratitude. I lose my thanksgiving. You know, we celebrate Thanksgiving, but I don't have it like I should have. And everything rattles me. And my wife has the, the house too hot and... Something preempted the news that I wanted to watch. And I'm just... We do that if we're not careful. And the older we get, the older... And the problem with getting older is not, do you lose, not only do you lose your gratitude, you lose your filter. And so you say all kinds of things that you wouldn't have otherwise. We have got to reclaim this gratitude thing. Why? Why is being thankful so important? Well, one, it's commanded. It is commanded that we be thankful. Listen to Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. That's a command. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Give thanks to him. That's the command. Let me give you another one. New Testament. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, you're to be giving thanks. It's a command. That's one reason why it's so important. Another reason why it's so important is that it's just beneficial to us. It really is beneficial for us to do this. 
you will lower your stress level and extend your life just by being thankful. Or you can be crabby and raise your blood pressure and shorten your life. Of course, if they keep lowering the blood pressure marks, I don't know what I'm going to do. I thought I was doing really good, and now I find out I have high blood pressure all of a sudden. I can't figure that out. There, there are lots of benefits here. And this is why the scripture says this, Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High. It is good to be grateful. It will change your outlook. It will change how you see things. It will change how you operate. It will change how people respond to you and react to you. Another passage from Proverbs A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Some of us are living with crushed spirits, and we're not joyful because we're not grateful. I'll get to something. I'll get to that in a minute. Listen to... Listen to what William Arthur Ward said. Gratitude can transform common days into thanksgivings, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessing. Why would we not want to that? Why would we rather be sour and complaining than grateful and, and, and thankful? And, and more than just one day a year. You know, it, it's kind of telling on us. If we have to pick one day of year to express thanksgiving... What does that say about us? This should be no different. Just like your week should be no different than Sunday, your year should be no different than Thanksgiving. It's a, it's a challenge. It kind of sets the bar high for us, but look at this. It's impossible to be negative when we're giving thanks. Sometimes I will play with people, and they'll be complaining and griping about something, and I'll say, hey, Tell me one thing you're thankful for. And it's like, you know, it rattles them. What do you mean? Tell me one thing you're thankful And they, it takes them a minute to think through that. But it's interesting that when they do, and if you say, hey, tell me another one. Hey, tell me another. It changes their attitude. You know, it's, it's better than Prozac. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you should take advantage of this. This is here for us. Not only is it important because it's commanded and it's beneficial, but it's part of our testimony. Like I said before, people should know who we are by our gratitude. Look at this passage. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Proclaim his name, that his name is exalted. Notice that it said, give thanks to the Lord, right along with make known his deeds. It's all part of it. It's all part of it. You know, some of us are better witnesses if somebody asks us. You want to find out, you want to get people to ask you what's going on with you? Be grateful. Be thankful. Let that ooze out of your pores. Somebody's going to come up and say, what is up with you? Here's your opportunity. I have much to be grateful for. I have much to be thankful for. These are important things. But it's not enough to say this is important for us. It's not enough to say we should be grateful. We should be thankful without saying, how do you do that? So let's look at how. 
How can you foster thankfulness? You start by asking for it. I mean, that sounds pretty elementary, but you start by asking for it. Listen to Matthew 7. Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Don't you think it would thrill the Father if instead of coming to him and saying, God, I really need that pay raise, would you, would you fix that for me, God? Would you, would you make this job work out if we just went and said, God, would you teach me to be thankful for what I have? Would you teach me? I mean, I can imagine the Heavenly Father jumping on that request right there. Would you teach me to be grateful? Would you teach me how to do that? So, if you want to foster thanksgiving in your life and, and gratitude in your life, it starts by simply asking. But then you can go to remembering. Remembering what you have to be grateful for, what you have to be thankful for. How many of you know the hymn, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One? I dare you to try that. Uh, it'll keep you busy. It will keep you busy. You will run out of time doing that. But it comes from, you have to stop and remember. Look at this. Psalm 77, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. You know, if you get in a jam financially, you have a couple options. You can worry that that it's all going to fall through and you're going to lose everything. Or you can remember all the other times that God has provided for you when you didn't know where it was going to come from. You know? You can remember when you used to have to count change to pay a bill and somehow it always happened, it always worked, and God provided. It makes a difference how we, how we approach that. So we need to remember... What are some things that you need to remember this evening when it comes to gratitude? Whoa, this is going to be a really low Thanksgiving, I can tell. Yeah. Remember the Lord's mercy and His grace and His patience. He's always present. He's always present. I mean, sometimes it feels like he's not, but he's always there. I mean, so if you can remember he's always present, then the next time when it feels like he's not, you can turn that around. What else do you need to remember to be more grateful? So remember to keep your eyes on yourself rather than other people. Yeah. Anything else you need to remember this evening? Remember that he gives peace. Yes. He gives peace. He is the prince of peace. Yes. He will never leave you nor forsake you. How many of you? Yes, go ahead. 
Exactly. All the times he's taken care of us when we didn't know we needed it. How many of you, by show of hands, can say, I remember a time in my life where God just came through. I didn't know if he was. I didn't know how he was going to, but he came through. Show of hands. Look around the room. We need to remember those things. When the children of Israel were taken out of bondage out of Egypt, God kept saying, remember when? Remember when I did this? Remember when I fed you with manna? Remember when I produced water for you? Remember when? Remember how your clothes never wore out? Remember, remember, remember. Why? Because if they kept remembering that, then everything in front of them would be okay. And they could be grateful. They could be thankful. But there's another way to foster thankfulness. And that is to observe, to notice things, to pay attention to things. You know, I think when I was growing up, I was, I was probably in late elementary school before I before we ever went out to eat, before I ever went out to eat. That's the first time I remember actually going somewhere to eat. I thought we were rich when that happened because we were poor. And, and so we just didn't go out to eat. We lived out in the country. Going out to eat was, I, I couldn't even fathom that. Uh, I remember the first movie I saw. Because we didn't go to movies. We didn't have the money to do that. So the first movie I went to, I was probably a little bit younger. I think it was Bambi. So they take me to see, my first movie, they take me to see a movie about a deer getting slaughtered. (laughs) You know, little things that you need to pay attention to. How many of you can get up out of your chair and walk across the room? There's some people that can't. You know, how many of you are going home to a nice warm bed tonight? Some of you. (laughs) How many of you get to drive home rather than having to walk or ride a horse? Right? How many of you are not spending the night in jail? Some of you, some of you, some of you just have an aversion to raising your hand. You just don't want to do that. There are so many little things. I know that when I get finished here tonight, there's going to be a granddaughter that comes in here and begins to spill her guts about her whole day. Sometimes, but most of the time, that's a blessing. How many of you have grown children that seem to be doing fairly okay? You know? How many of you, when you go home tonight, are going to flip on the light, the switch, and the lights are going to come on? You know? Because some places in the world, they don't have power. They don't. Or it's very sketchy if they ever have it. So it's, a, it's, it's 50-50 when you throw the switch if you're going to have power. How many of you have more than three channels on your TV? All right. There are so many things that are just 
blessings and gifts to us that we don't, we just overlook, we don't observe them. Absolutely. We, we, I mean, it's like we don't even see them anymore. Uh, do you realize that you're sitting here tonight and we don't have to light candles so you can see? Do you realize that many of you are sitting here tonight with Bibles in front of you and there are places in the world that would get you thrown in prison if not killed for that? And we take it for granted. You know? Some of you have artificial knees. Don't have to point you out. You just know you're there. There used to be a time when that was not possible. You know? Your bellies are full. You had a great meal this evening. And probably this was not the only meal you had today. Right? You probably had one or two others and you probably ate in between. You realize how decadent that is to a lot of the world? We just don't observe. We have friends that we just take for granted. We, just, we have educations that we don't think about. We have opportunity. We have so many things that we need to observe. Look at what Scripture says in Lamentations. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases... His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every morning, more blessings. I love what Rabbi Harold Kushner said. Can you see the holiness in those things you take for granted? A paved road or a washing machine. If you concentrate on finding what is good in every situation, you will discover that your life will suddenly be filled with gratitude. A feeling that nurtures the soul. A washing machine. I remember when my mom had to wash with one of those things where you plug the hose up to and it's got the ringer in it, you know, and it sounds like an airplane that's going to take off when it's running. And then she'd have to wring out the clothes and then they'd have to be hung up on the line. And we don't do that anymore. If we can find the gratitude in those things, if we can observe the things around us, it'll make a difference. One more thing to foster thankfulness is to express it. To express thankfulness. Here's what Psalmist says, Psalm 116. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. The sacrifice, usually the word says the sacrifice of praise. This is the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Do you know that's something you can give to God? You can give him your gratitude. You can give him a sacrifice of thanksgiving. We need to express it. I love this statement by William Arthur Ward. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. There are tons of people in your life, friends, family, neighbors, that you just need to go, you know what, I appreciate you, thank you. I'm grateful for you. And there are people in your life that are shriveling up and dying for lack of words like that. And you can give it. Those of you that have small children or small grandchildren, when you, when you say, 
thank you for doing that. That was so good for me. Thank you. They beam, don't they? What makes us think that that stops happening after we're old? What makes us think that those little children are the only ones that need to hear that gratitude and that thanksgiving? I want to show you a video. Watch this video. It all started with a simple desire to live on the brighter side of life. We found 30 bloggers and challenged them to take note of life's little blessings and give thanks for 21 days. This is what we learned. It's all good, Turned up just a little bit. Thank you. a touchdown about half a mile from our house on the third day of my gratitude challenge. The storm gave our community an opportunity to grow, and it showed me how a small town can truly work together in a time of need. terrifying accident, but through the goodness of strangers, the help of friends, and the grace of God, we are still here and able to give thanks for another day. Well, we found out last year that our youngest son would be our third child on the autism spectrum. We had so many different emotions. We weren't sure if we'd ever see him do things like smiling or getting a buzz cut, riding a scooter, or even speaking. We had no reason to think we'd ever see these things, but every reason to believe we would. We chose to believe. Give thanks and join the movement. TheGratitudeChallenge.com. I came across that video. I just thought it spoke so well. And so tonight, I'm giving you homework. All right? I'm giving you a gratitude challenge. I challenge you that for the next 30 days, yes, 30 days, Every day, you write down five things that you're grateful for. Five things, big or small. It could be everything from saving my family from this accident to chocolate ice cream in the freezer. But you find five things to be grateful for. Now, I've done this before. Some of you will remember this. We had these pads printed up. It says, I'm thankful for across the top. And we let you use them. We're about out of these. We've used a lot of these, actually. And so I think there's about 20 here, and I'm going to leave them here. First come, first serve. But the nice thing about this homework assignment is all it takes is a sheet of paper, a notebook, 
five things every day that you're grateful for. Here's why. William Arthur Ward said this, God gave you a gift of 86,400 seconds today. Have you used one to say thank you? And if we haven't, or if we've only used a handful, we're way behind. All right, tell me what you think about this. I mean, I think Thanksgiving should be more than just a holiday. It should be a way of life. What do you think? Yes. This is not this hard either. It really isn't. When I go out for a walk of the morning, one of the first things I do is I thank God that I was able to get up out of bed by myself under my own power, that I was able to dress myself with clothes he provided, feed myself with food he provided. I mean, we got to start there and then move up. This is not that hard. Write one or two down in the morning, one or two down at lunch, one or two down at, of an evening, five a day for 30 days. And it will change you. It, it really will change your outlook and your attitude. Now, unless you just want to stay the way you are, then maybe you don't want to do this, but it will make a difference. And you'll see things. You'll start seeing things during the day uh, that you didn't see before. Things, little things that you're thankful for and little things that you're grateful for. Now, I, I will give you this fair bit of warning. When you start this, when you undertake this, things will probably get tougher. Because you don't think the enemy is going to let you do this without trying to trip you up somewhere, do you? It's like on the video. You know, this lady was only seven days into her challenge and the tornado came and wiped out her house. Hopefully it won't be that bad, but the enemy is going to push against this some. Stay faithful. Keep being thankful. Keep being grateful. Be different. Don't let Thanksgiving just be a holiday. It'll be a launch pad for you. Surprise the people that when they come up to you, they expect to hear you complain about something. Surprise them. All right? Make them think you're sick. You know? All right, any other comments before we close? Yes. Yes. No, you couldn't. That's exactly right. If you counted your blessings one by one, you would never get done. 
You know, and, and here's the thing. We've talked about this before. We tend to be like that which we most focus on. So if you start complaining and you keep complaining, that just mushrooms. And you kind of take that on because that's what you're focusing on. If you start being thankful and grateful and focus on that, then that's what you become. You have a way of shaping who you are by what you focus on. We just tend to focus on the stuff we're dissatisfied with. Yes? Interesting. Whether it's good or not, bad, it's still thank you every time. They said, no, he started to do that. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's just a mindset, and it's like anything else. There's not people that, are, I mean, there are some people that tend to be more grateful than others, but it's not a personality trait, it's something that's learned. You learn to be grateful, you learn to be thankful. And, and if you're one of those complainers, first of all, don't raise your hand because people already know who you are. But you can train that out of you. You really can. Uh, I, I, I never knew my grandfathers, either of them. My grandfather on my mother's side was, was purported to be a very godly man. I never got to meet him. And he worked in the oil fields. And so when you're, when you're godly and trying to walk for Christ in the oil fields, you take a lot of flack. You really do. I've been there in Texas. And uh, so one day he was working and he came back to his truck and some people had put his truck up on blocks and he had to walk home. And it was like six miles. And they were hiding in the bushes. And he looked at it and he put his tools in the truck and got his jacket and started walking home whistling. I want to be more like that. I want to be more like that. And our world needs us to be more like that. We are drowning in a deficit of negative. We need to we need to rise this world above that. We as the people who follow the one who conquered death should be most grateful and most thankful. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the reminder that we are called, we're commanded to be grateful because we have much to be grateful for. It's just insanity not to be grateful when you've given us so much. Everyone in here has it better than our parents had. Uh, Most everyone in here has way more than our parents had. But aside from that, we have spiritual blessings and mercies that are new every single morning. Every time we open our eyes and draw a breath, you've given us another chance, another day, another opportunity. Father, forgive us for overlooking all that we have to be grateful for and thankful for, all the big and small. 
Father, you give us homes and we complain because they're not the homes we want or they're not big enough or they're not in the right location. You give us cars and we want to upgrade all the time. We're not thankful enough. And so, Father, I ask that through this, the days to come, this next week, the rest of this year, the next year, you would launch us on a different trajectory, that you would launch us into a trajectory of gratitude, thankfulness, and that that would change our lives and the way we live and the way we think and the way we feel and the way we operate and that it would change the people we reach and touch. Because, Father, we are children of the King, and how can we not be grateful for every little thing? And we ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.